when we align the energy systems, when your energy systems are in um, sync and they're running correctly, the body heals itself. So that I think it would make a world of difference. And I think that the insurance model gets to cover it because people are going to recover twice as fast. Welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to the circle and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's showtime. It is showtime. We are live. We are live on YouTube. Another exciting day. It is another exciting day. But, you know, just some people watch us on YouTube because they like the visual. Some people listen to us on podcasts so they don't get to see our wonderful, amazing, beautiful faces every time. (laughs) Well, they should tune in because I want you to know that I do hair and makeup and I really make such an effort every time, but I'm also so tired. (laughs) This morning as I was, you know, blow drying my hair and putting makeup on, which I don't normally do just for special occasions like this, um... And then I was saying there, you know, it's like, oh, I put the glasses on. Does anyone even notice that? I don't. You know what? Let's take a minute for those. I want you all to see. I'm zooming. Look at my gorgeous eye makeup today. Like I did eyeliner. <laughs> those of you that are on YouTube, you're enjoying a close up right now. Like even my lipstick matches my top. Anyway. Oh, wow. You're too you're, much. I don't have know. that much makeup. I'm, I'm just a simple girl. And I think also being HSP highly sensitive person here, like everything bothers me. <laughs> and so even like putting, like people are always, you know, you don't have any wrinkles. I'm 55. I'm very proud to put out there to the world. I'm 55 years old. I do have some wrinkles. Like if you see me in person, there are some wrinkles there, but they're like, what moisturizer do you use? And I'm like, I don't because it drives me crazy. And like, yep. sometimes I do because like I have to, and makeup falls into that category as well. It's like stuff on my skin that I don't like, like it bothers me. So I go, I go through different phases. You know, I found this one um, moisturizer that actually is the only moisturizer ever in my entire life that I've ever had that actually feels light and it feels like my skin is drinking it in and then it feels like it disappears. Like it doesn't feel, and I've, I've actually noticed a difference. So now it's like a fun little part of my day. I'm like, fine, I will do this. Um, But I will tell you, Jane Goodall, someone asked her in an interview once, um, what's your skincare routine? You know, now she's much older. She has a lot of little wrinkles and whatnot, you know, which I absolutely love. Like to me, the more wrinkly, the better. I feel that they're like life. It's like your experience. I don't even know what to call Like, right. And I swear, like, I'm not just saying that to be nice. Like, I think it's the neatest thing. Um, But anyway, and God knows my future is going to be filled with lines. So remind me of this in 40 years when I'm you know, complaining. 
But anyway, <laughs> someone asked her what her skincare routine was. And she says, I don't touch my face. Like I don't, she, she doesn't do anything. She uses soap and water. That's it. That's her routine. Um, and if you think about it, if you look at even how she presents today, she throws her hair in that same ponytail that she's been putting on since she was in her 20s. You know, the, her picture on National Geographic in her 20s and today is literally the same picture. She's just older, you know. I throw so many things out there of my wishes for the world. And my one wish, not my one wish, one of my wishes, one of my many wishes for I mean, I have to say both women and men, but because men are vain too, <laughs> but I, I wish we could all get comfortable with aging and embrace it. And like you said, like those wrinkles are just, it's your history. It's your story. It's mm -hmm. um, why, why try and like vanish it one time. Like, I have to say, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like so above it all, right? Like I shouldn't wear any makeup and I'm like, you know, I should just be myself. Right. And then sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, oh man, I look tired. <laughs> like you ever get the, like I wear mascara every day of my life. It's since I was 15, every day I wear mascara and the days that I don't inevitably somebody walks up to me and goes, are you okay? Do you feel okay? Because they can't, I look different and they're like, are you sick? And I'm like, no, I'm not sick. I just didn't put mascara on. So. I guess because I wear makeup so infrequently, I do get the, wow, oh, you look so beautiful today when I do wear it. And the, there's a piece of me that's disappointed in right. that because then I'm like, well, maybe I should wear makeup every day, but I don't want right. to. So yeah. I'm not going to. So yeah. I, I think we get to live our lives however we want. Right. And it, and if you, and if it makes you feel good, then it makes you feel good. And if it doesn't that day, then it doesn't that day, you know? Well, and that's what I would say. Like if you're wearing makeup because you enjoy it and it feels good, great. And if you're wearing makeup because you think you should, or because you think you're not good enough or not pretty enough or not whatever enough, like, Let's do some work then because you yeah. are like, you are pretty enough with or without makeup. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I love, I love both, you know, like even in my photography, like every session comes with makeup and I love it. And really from a photography standpoint, I kind of use it more than anything to remove distractions. Like that's kind of like visually, like if you're trying to like for your, wow, I say the word like a lot, we're going to have to work on that. Graciela. Um, <laughs> And then I, and then there's an, um, just to put the cherry on top, but with the photography, if we're doing a branding session, I feel like, let me put, let me make this as uh, neutral as possible. Right. But then also part of me is like, let it all hang out. Like that's the beauty of it too. It's like, what, what does that look like? And I, and I think it takes a lot of showing a lot of that to normalize it. You know, to be like, it, it's okay to, you know, some people have really dark circles under their eyes naturally. Um, and we're always trying to remove them. And part of me is like, what if you just show up the way that you are? Like, what if, you know, what if you just were, I don't know. It's really interesting. And like everything, I feel like the more people who do that gives per other people permission to do it as well. Absolutely. That's why I show so much um, diversity in my images. You know, I have a big gallery wall here at the studio and the picture that absolutely gets the most attention is the one picture on the wall. That's not 
photoshopped. It is the heaviest person um, with rolls and cellulite and body hair and all the things that we've been told are wrong, but they're oh so right. And that's the, the actually that's the portrait that gets the most attention out of everything else that's on my wall. So I think it's something that we naturally crave is that realness. Um, I think the rest of it is just the work that we're doing. That's all. I think we should bring our guest on. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. There she is. Hello, Connie. Hi, Welcome girl. to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. She's so sunny. Look at her. I know. She, I even, you know, pre-show, I was admiring her background and everything. And I'm like, I, I'm still working on it. I got to figure out like what I really want in my background. And yours is a little bit inspirational there. I like it. Terrific. Thank you. Well, it's, I'm Connie Keen with Quantum Energy Infusion, where everything is energy. And I commissioned this piece of artwork, this three, this triptych, of quantum energy art from one of the men who's an artist in our went through our program and I said Vinny I need and he's actually a tattoo artist and a watercolorist oh, and wow. I said, Vinny I need somebody to create what the energy feels like looks like acts like you know the whole thing and I, you're the man you're the one that's supposed to do it. he said I've never done anything like that Connie I said the, the energy will inform you the intelligence of the energy will inform you and this is what he created. It took several months and it's so exciting. Thank you. So I appreciate it. It's a lot of my brand. I mean, it's a lot of my branding that, you know, we have color and movement, you know, and it goes through the chakra system the way that he intentionally did it. Um, so it's thank you for noticing. And I appreciate it. It's love beautiful. It. And I love that you're standing. Look at your energy. How amazing. I think I'm going to take a note out of this one. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I do. Because so much energy moves through me that I most of the time my body will not be still because the energy is flowing so freely. And at quantum and that all started with a near death experience in 1994. Uh, I was we lived in Jakarta, Indonesia at the time. And I was flying back. I got on the plane with bronchitis. What the doctor told me was bronchitis. And 30,000 feet above the Pacific, um, I could no longer breathe. My lungs had filled with fluid. And so I said a prayer. I wasn't quite ready to go. My kids were four and six. My husband was with us on the plane, all four of us. And an angel came and gave me mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation and kept me alive until we could get me in, checked into a hospital at Singapore. So that's, that. I would say, when my big energy opening happened so that I am who I am now. I don't recommend it to, to everyone. It just so happens that kick-started my energy journey because I am so grateful, first of all, to the Western medical model for keeping me alive and that, and yet it could not heal me. Uh, I went through six rounds of antibiotics, couldn't, couldn't get the job done. Wow. And we lived in Jakarta. So I was in the Singapore hospital for a week. And then uh, my dear husband was there with a four and a six-year-old. And of course, all the bags got shipped to Jakarta. So he had to go buy tennis shoes and socks and toothbrushes and all that stuff and stay hot in a hotel for a week, uh, bringing the kids back and forth. Anyway, so we got back to Jakarta. And after the six rounds of antibiotics, I started, well, I had already been seeking alternative methods. And I had an energy session with a Reiki master. And the moment she put her hands in my energy field, I knew I was going to be okay. And I knew I wanted to know, I wanted to do what she did, period. I mean, it was, it was instantaneous. So that began my journey. And I had a lovely um, energetic 
education because it happened in Asia and I studied Reiki. So I didn't go to LA for 600 bucks over a weekend, right? To become a Reiki master. I was, I did level one and then we had to wait and I did level two and we had to wait. And then for a year I was an apprentice where I met with her weekly before she would, before I became a master. So I did it, you know, to the tune of uh, level three by itself was $10,000. And this was back in 1995. Oh, wow. So it was it was huge. It was a huge educational experience. I studied yoga at the same time um, from a, a master there. And then I studied meditation with um, another master from India who lived there at the time. So I had and I lived in a Muslim country and I'm a student of world religions. So I was able to study the Muslim faith. And then I was really into Buddhism and Hinduism. I had a lot of friends from India that lived there. And um, so I had this multicultural experience steeped in Eastern traditions that brought me to where I am now in the Western world, to where I was pretty freaky when I came back in 96. I was I was (laughs) I was the crazy lady next door. That was me. And here I am now in 2023, fully able to express the gifts that I have and the skill sets that I've developed and that they all show through quantum energy infusion because my 40 years as a piano teacher and my 25 years as an energy practitioner have come together to create an educational platform that helps, um, that in, infuses energy into our evolving, intuitive, professional woman's life. And it's a way that we can uplevel our lives and be at the top of our game. And, and we struggle, all of us struggle with energy and brain frog and stress. It's our world now. And this gives us the tools, this program gives us the tools so that we can embody energetic technologies to meet life as it comes at us. Because it's changing so fast, unless you can live in the quantum now, which is what I call this present moment where all time and space is collapsed into right now, when we can be fully present in the quantum now, we can make decisions from our highest self, from our, you know, our best and highest self, and to be fully present. So that's that's how I help the evolving professional woman. Connie, your energy is absolutely amazing. I'm ready to stand up myself, but if I did, I would uh, you'd be looking at a whole different part of me. I love the energy that you're bringing to to this recording right now. You know, my gosh, I could ask you 47 more questions based on everything that you said. Well, I'll just ask you one. This program that you have created and put together. And by the way, I did take piano when I was a little kid. So when you said piano teacher, I was like, oh, I keep, I keep, the universe keeps telling me to buy a piano and I keep like, not yet, not yet, but it keeps coming right back into my consciousness. Um, tell us one of, now you are a success story on your own, but with folks that you have been able to help, give us one of your success stories, how you've been able to help someone else. Oh, okay. I have, well, I think the most powerful one was I, I can, I, I might want to talk about a woman though, too, because that's really important. But uh, one of the most powerful ones was when my husband had a stroke in 2015 and they didn't think he was going to live, let alone ever move the entire one side of his body. And so the success story there was, I know he's my husband, except I would have done it for my best friend or, you know, I mean, anybody was that we, I brought energy technologies into the Western medical model in a way that had him wake up. They never even thought he would wake up. And I was there in the emergency room with him and I was actually, I was working on his head and he had been out for a couple hours and the neurologist came in and, and uh, I said, what can we expect? And he said, well, nothing, because the severity of his, we've already tested. He's 100% occluded in the right carotid artery. There's nothing, no blood, nothing is getting in there. 
And I'd been working on, I came right from my Bikram yoga class. I got the call and I just, I like went over, I was in, I was in the hospital. I'd been working on him. So I was standing behind Jim at behind his bed. So I could work on, on a whole, this area of his body. And then the neuro, the neurologist was across the room. And I said, well, I haven't got a response from him yet, but I fully expect one. And he goes, oh, no, I mean, I doubt that we'll ever even get any movement out of that side. And at that moment, Jim's eyes opened up and it was like the neurologist had seen a ghost. He 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 lurched back and he looked at Jim and uh, he said, can you hear me? And so I put my, and so Jim couldn't speak at that time, but I put my hand on the side of his arm that wasn't paralyzed, right? And I said, Jim, squeeze my hand if you can hear him. And he was able to do that with his unparalyzed side. Wow, wow. So that was amazing. And it was really beautiful because the medical model saw it every step of the way. And every time they said, that's not possible, it happened. So I did everything from bring in acupuncturists. I, I did a lot of energy work. I brought in another energy practitioner. I brought in a chiropractor to work on him. I brought in essential oils, though, all of it, right? We did all of it. And seven weeks later, he walked out of that hospital and went back to work as a chemical engineer in the oil and gas business. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Did, did the neurologist survive this or is he <laughs> sitting in a corner crying somewhere? <laughs> He was. And then, so the, that was the hospital neurologist. And we went back to see him and I, and he, he never really got, God bless him. Thank you. I'm so grateful he was there. And he never really got it. He said, you know, sometimes these things just happen. We just, said, they didn't just happen. We brought these forth with energy medicine and alternative forms of healing. Yeah. He says, you know, we just can't explain it. The medical model. I said, I can, I can explain it. So he never really got it, the other paradigm, and, and that's okay. And then the surgeon came in. It was really early Sunday morning, and they didn't have anybody on call and whatever, whatever. And so this guy was starting work the next day, but he'd already checked in with the hospital. So he came in. He just moved in from some faraway place, wasn't even unpacked in his house yet. And I had been working on him, and they came up to get him in the room. And I said, I want to stay with him. And he said, absolutely, because whatever you're doing is working. And they let me work on Jim till we got all the way, till they had to intubate it. I mean, like, uh, he was all the way in there. And then I continued to work on Jim during the surgery and the surgeon came out and he said, wow, he looked at his watch and he said, you know, it's been too many hours. We can't, we did everything we could. We had to go in three times to pull out all the blocked matter. We couldn't get blood flow till it'd been over seven hours. He said, I, what you see is what you get. And I said, wow. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for your, you know, everything you've brought here and all of this. And I respect that that's, that's your diagnosis. And I said, I operate by a different set of rules. And that's not my outcome. That's not the outcome that I have for my husband. So thank you for doing all of your part. And uh, so never once did I falter, never once. So it was a combination of energy and faith and knowingness. And uh, it was, that was, that's my greatest success story. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And as someone who has been, operating, straddling Western medicine and, uh, and the other, it's, it's frustrating to see like what, what could be possible if more people in the Western world could open their minds, open their hearts and allow it all to work together. Cause yes, Western medicine has a lot of stuff to offer humans yes. and supporting survival and recovery and, yeah. But so much more is possible if we could bring in the energetic side, the Eastern side. The, yeah. 
Absolutely. And one of the, when this vision came into me for quantum energy infusion, it came in that it's, there's, there's arms of it, there's branches of it. And one of those branches is quantum energy intervention. I literally on, on my list, and I already have two nurses signed up to help me with this. I want to create a quantum energy intervention program. We bring into emergency rooms, operating rooms, and recovery rooms where we support people, where we can energetically pull out the trauma, whatever happened from the car accident or the gunshot wound or whatever it is, we can energetically pull out that trauma while they're immediately, right? As soon as we can get, as soon as we know about them and help them. And I see having a quantum energy consultant in the emergency rooms. I see them in every emergency room. I see us having quantum energy consultants that, that work with the doctors in the operating rooms and the recovery rooms and in recovery medicine, you know, rehabilitative medicine for heaven's sakes. Well, yes, Julieta, in rehabilitative medicine. And if we pull that trauma out, the energetic trauma, it doesn't have a chance to settle in the cells and the tissues of the body. So there's number one. Number two, if you've had surgery, they just, the medical model just cut through all of your energy systems. All of your meridians have just been cut through, your auric field's been decimated, you know, your chakra system's all out of whack. And your if you even have an auric field, it could be completely collapsed or detached. When we align the energy systems, when your energy systems are in um, sync and they're running correctly, the body heals itself so that I think it would make a world of difference. And I think that the insurance model gets to cover it because people are going to recover twice as fast. They simply are. That's that's a function of the energy. I'm like, I love that vision. And now I'm going, OK, I would love to see energy being taught in PT school and OT school and you know, I just remember when I graduated from school, I was in a hospital system mm -hmm. with 50 plus PTs on staff. Right. And so here I am like the total newbie yeah. and people were requesting me as their therapist mm -hmm. and I could not figure it out back then because I didn't know then what I know now, but right. people wanted me to work with them. And I'm like, don't they know? I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm just like <laughs> a newbie. And then, you know, working with stroke patients and, and brain injured patients and, you know, in, in a hospital system, in a rehabilitation system, you have, you know, each patient has their primary therapist, but sometimes other people have to work with them, like on weekends and stuff like that. And the other therapist would always come to me and be like, what do you mean they walk 200 feet with minimal assistance? And it took two of us to walk them 10 feet. And yeah. I was like, my skills, my knowledge are not that much better than, I mean, they have more experience than I do. So why can I walk them so much further with so much less stress and, and effort and they can't. And I finally figured out that it was energy. And, you know, I had been working with energy before I knew I was working with energy. Yes. But if we could just tune everybody into that, like, mm -hmm. Everybody'd be walking 200 feet with medicine, you know, like, and and people would be having the experience that your husband had. So yes, right. and I, I'm, I'm tuning my vision into in melding it with your vision, and we're going to bring this to the, the Western medical world. Yeah, it's it's time. It really is time. Yeah, and, and, it, time. And, it, and it is so perfect. And and I think you know, it, I was in the legal field for a long time, and a lot of our clients were those traumatic uh, injuries that you're talking about, and they're so 
like it's you, when someone in authority tells you, like they told you with your husband, sorry, this is it. This is, it's going to, going to get, and then you settle into that. And then that becomes your belief. So it, you know, as you're kind of putting the gold in the golden hour, you know, they say that if you can get uh, like someone with a spinal cord injury into a facility within the hour, like you've got a shot. But imagine having that powerful of a team there with you. I, I think it's absolutely groundbreaking. I think it's amazing. Oh, you know, so, so much of our show is like talking about things that are revolutionary, but really it's going back to how they were before. Right? Yes, it sure <laughs> is. Yes. So that's, that's part of it. So when I built quantum energy infusion, it was to teach people that everything is energy and to bring energy technologies. I've studied so many different modalities. So it was about me grabbing the cherry off the top. What's quantum about this? How can I teach this to all the meridians? How can I teach that in a quantum way? How can I encapsulate some of the most powerful principles of traditional Chinese medicine into an exercise that will literally infuse someone's body with, with the energy, with the quantum energy or the chi as they would call it. Um, so that this is, this has been my quest is to, to do this through all the different modalities and then bring it in. So when I started out with my eight week program, I was like, this is it. I did it, you know, and we did it. And it was so well received. Everybody said, okay, what's next? And I said, well, that's it. This is all you need. Oh, and I had so I have so many energy professionals come into my program and I'd be on a discovery call and they'd say, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna take your program. I'm like, you don't need my program. They go, no, but you know what? I just body tested and I got, yes, I'm supposed to take it. And I would say, well, I will not argue with your body testing. So if that's your, come on in. And so we have had energy professionals come in and lots of them. And what happens is quantum energy infusion gives them a systematic approach because of 42 years of writing curriculum. It gives them a systematic approach and everything I teach is built one concept on the next, on the next, continually extending the neural pathways and deepening those so that everything makes sense. And then we embody it. And so my joke is I, I have good news and bad news. The good news is I'm a piano teacher and I know how to write curriculum. So you're going to learn, you're going to learn it. Right. And the bad news is I'm a piano teacher and I'm going to make <laughs> <you> practice. <laughs> Because of that, they embody it. So not only do they learn it, they embody it. And it's, then it's downloaded into our subconscious. So when something happens or all heck breaks loose in your day, boom, you have an energy technology springs right up out of your subconscious because we've trained it into you, just like a musician trains scales into their students. It's the same way these energy exercises that I teach are the scales of energy so that they spring up just when you need them. Like in a Mozart sonata, all of a sudden, oh, here comes a B-flat major scale. I know how to do that. So life comes up and smacks you right upside the face. And you're like, I'm going to release that right now. I release this insult Beautiful. that just came right in. And you yeah. and it's there. It's in the moment. Love that. Wow. <laughs> And a QEI Kids is another program I want to build. I want to make a nonprofit because if we get to the kids, we'll we'll have our shift in the in the course of a generation. We'll, we will be done in one generation. I want to give it to the schools, yeah. uh, you know, after school programs, YMCA, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So as soon as I get profitable with the company, I'm going to create a nonprofit where we can take QEI Kids out into the world and and yeah. and. I can't wait for that because my mission is raising the collective consciousness to peaceful coexistence. Everything I do is governed by that vision. 
and that's why I want to be the kids. I have QEI corporates already built. So we have, so we have all yeah. these different aspects of quantum energy and how it can infuse the corporate model, the Western medical model, and then our children and um, yeah, everybody actually, because everything's energy. Yes, beautiful. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, on with our questions. <laughs> I don't feel like we need them today, but um, what's one piece of advice you've gotten from another woman that has had a great impact on you? Oh, I have. I, I actually journaled all these questions and I have five different ones on that. The one that I'm going to bring forth now, though, came from Donna Eden. I've studied, I've had the pleasure of studying her foundational programs in energy medicine. And I heard her and I didn't even get this in person. She was speaking and she said, if I could give the Western medical model only one thing out of energy medicine, if I can only ever teach them one thing, it would be what she calls muscle testing, uh, body testing. And if you've ever been to a chiropractor or, or someone where they tested your arm and they said, you know, and they're trying to get a muscle response from you for yes or no, that's what muscle testing is. And Donna Eden uses this throughout her energy medicine practice. Um, it's been used by all modalities in some way or another. And I have developed what I call true for you testing, where we, the very first thing I teach anybody that walks in my program is how to use the kinesthetic intelligence of their body that is connected to their higher self. How do they use that to get the answer that's right for them in the moment? And by doing that, you not only have access to your subconscious, which means anything that's happened to you in this incarnation, as long as you've been breathing, you have access to because you can access it using this true for you testing. And then I use it daily. I test the foods I eat. I test my supplements when I take it. This benefits my body right now. Uh, this, if I held up a bag of sugar, this benefits my body right now. I would get a false instead of a true. So we give people the, and it's like I said, module one, level one, and we help them develop this skill uh, that has an impact that goes throughout their lives. And then they end up teaching their kids. And I mean, it's really exciting how much power it gives a person over their own experience and what they do with their body and how they consume things as well as make decisions. Yeah, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to sign up twice. Oh, good. <laughs> we have so much fun. The three words my business coach said you have to pick three words for your body for your to embody your brand and one is visionary because I'm everything's about my vision. The second one is educational because teacher is my main archetype, and the third one is fun because why not? Right? Laughter's energy and it absolutely helps. yeah we have a blast in our programs. Um, I hate, I almost hate to ask this question because I, I, I don't even know how you're going to narrow it all down, but, um, my next question for you is about a book, a book that you could recommend that you feel like everyone should read. And it sounds like you've read every book in the world. So I don't know how you're going to narrow it down. I give this a lot of thought in respect to your program. And I have one that has to do with, with my life. And I have another one that has to do with quantum energy infusion. The book that I recommend that everybody read if they want to learn about energy, I know we're getting the glare here, is, is The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. It is the clearest, and this is his revised edition. He had his first one was just a needy bitty book that still had all the juice. This one has 500 stories in it to back it up. 
And because I believe that his life, his life's work has been to help people understand, I'm going to, I'm going to use my words, not his, the energy of emotion and how it can get stuck in your body and what happens when energy gets stuck in the body. And he explains it so beautifully and so clearly, you don't have to have quantum energy infusion to get a lot of benefit of, from energy. So I believe this is the easiest, quickest read in the most uh, approachable language to talk about the basics of what I do. That's beautiful. Thank, Thank you so much for that. And my personal favorite book, I, I channel Jesus as an ascended master and I channel Mary of Magdala and Kuan Yin. I have, I have a lot of ascended masters that I channel. This is called the gospel of the beloved companion. And it's a complete gospel of Mary Magdalene. And this has in this gospel, it has the initiation in the, of the great tree that Yeshua gave to his beloved Mary as the main disciple and to move forward. And this book, without saying it, confirms all of the information that Jesus and Mary have given to me about their relationship and about how they worked together. And he embodies the divine masculine Christ consciousness and she embodies the divine feminine Christ consciousness and how they're and yin and yang to use energy terms. Um, and they often sit, we bring in a lot of activations in my master, in our mastermind class, which is level five with our, our most educated, our most energetic people. I'm going to say that who's been through all our programs last week, they brought in eighth dimensional and ninth dimensional initiation into our to our team, there's a dozen of us in there, and they brought that initiation in through me. And I, they use the word activation, not initiation. There's a distinction there, and we brought that in and in a meditation. And it was like one was one was behind each shoulder, and sometimes it was Jesus, and sometimes it was Mary speaking, and it was so powerful and sacred. And what I want what I want people to walk away with is everything is energy, and it's sacred. It is so beautiful and pure and life-sustaining. I call it life force energy. And I invite everyone to learn more about energy because it will truly change your life. Yeah, I was, people ask me, are you working with energy? And my response is always, everybody is always working with energy. It's just whether you have the awareness that you're doing it or not. Mm -hmm. And when you have the awareness, you can use it more intentionally and direct it in the way that you want it to, as opposed to it just being out there chaotically. So um, I think the message is starting to get around, but we just, we still have- It is, Julietta. And I'm so glad you speak into this instead of just saying, oh, maybe, well, yeah, a little bit or dismissing, you're literally helping them have an awareness about it. And that's the beauty. I, one of the things I say is we're raising the collective consciousness to peaceful coexistence by teaching people that everything is energy. And when we do that, we raise their energetic awareness. And that's what raises the consciousness level. So it's this beautiful cascade of, of everything working together. So the, what, the beautiful words that you just spoke and the awareness that you brought forth for that person, I think was beautifully described. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We all take risks in our lives. And I also believe in the no regrets. But if there's some risk that you've taken in your life, we'd like to hear about, you know, one that you've taken that you know, you will never regret. Oh, that's interesting. Because when I got when I got the question, I didn't know there was risk involved with it. Uh, and the way that I answered it, uh, it's interesting, because I it does. It's not set up that way. Let me think. Well, 
Answer you, what you want to answer. That's okay. what, well, my interpretation. Of the yeah. So the thing I will never regret in my life is that my husband just crossed over from fourth stage cancer and I chose to be his caretaker and, and still run a company and still do everything else I do. And I have, I will literally be able to close my eyes for the last time with no regrets because I was able to be there with him and for him with whatever soul contract he and I signed ahead of time. Cause it was a doozy. I'm telling you, because we've been around the block and every other time the energy has healed him every other time. And for the last two and a half years, we have been in an experience of fourth stage cancer, which, which prostate cancer. So it was in his bones and it was in his lymph system that was, would have been debilitating for anyone else, except Jim kept moving and thinking he had full mental cognition all the way through it until the last six and a half weeks, we had to put him in hospice. And I did it in our home so that I could continue to be with him and worked and I've, and a whole new set of energy ideas and technologies has come in for hospice care as, as a result of that. But that's not what I really want to talk about. It's just that my consultants are like, I can't wait till we go into hospices and we start bringing our work there. And one of them, one of my um, consultants is a minister as well. And she's like, wow, I'm all lit up about that. And I said, well, let's just do one thing at a time. Let me just get I mean, the QEI kids off. And I want to, anyway, so we have a lot of branches of quantum energy infusion that are going to, that are in the process of manifesting. The thing with Jim, though, is that they gave him a year and he lived two and a half years. And I, I realized about a year into the journey that he was going to live longer than that. And that I was going to pull back on trying to heal him, that it was no longer what I wanted, that it was whatever his soul journey was about. And that I slowly started think more Buddhist in nature, right? I slowly began detaching from the outcome and I wanted to stay in that middle road and be, I wanted to be the support for him that was continuous and I couldn't sustain swings too far out or learning or, or going to try to find something else new. I knew that whatever I had was enough and it was to do what I was supposed to do. And that was a massive shift in my paradigm where I, where healing meant healing. It means you, then you get up and you walk. And this, the ultimate end of Jim's healing was, was passing over, moving into the next, his next experience. And for us to talk about all of that and the way that we used energy technologies to cut any cords that he had with people left, he was able to contact everybody that ever meant anything to him to text them or to call them while he could still speak and to let them know how much they meant to him in his life. We, he wrapped it up with a bow in such an incredible way that most people got to do a lot of their grieving while he was still alive and to share it with him and what he meant to them. And in the end, what I experienced was the power of the soul, of the life force. Jim had full mental capacity. He didn't want to take uh, oh, this morphine. He didn't want to take morphine because he didn't want a mental fog. He was always been so brilliant. And in, in the last week, he had to, probably the last eight days, he had to. And yet he still stayed functional. And the life force energy that went through that man was remarkable. And it shows the power of the soul and the eternality of it. And going all the way through. And had he not, had we not had this soul contract, let me say it like that, because nobody would choose this. 
Nobody stood up in heaven, I don't think, and said, yeah, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to have four-stage cancer, and it's going to go on this long. We might have stood up in heaven and said, you know what? We are going to test our love to the very last breath. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that so much. I, I think it's such an honor to be with someone in that way all the way through their transition. Um, I think that's really beautiful. And I, I think it's exactly as it should be the, the way that you, you know, the, the way that you so beautifully articulated, like it's your journey and it's his journey together. And this is just another step in that journey. You know, um, my father-in-law recently, uh, passed away a few months ago. And I, when people ask me, how was it? I always say it was perfect. You know, mm-hmm. it's not what we like hoped and wished for. Nobody said, I wish, you know, this would happen, but the way that it happened, he was surrounded by family. He knew he was loved and he got to say everything he wanted to say. And it, and it felt complete, you know, and so often we don't get that feeling, but for, for us, it did, you know, and, and it sounds like you, you had a full journey as well. Yes, very much so. And it was, and it, and it was, again, it's sacred. There's sacredness around all of this. Absolutely. And yes. And the different energies that we were able to work with for him to support him through and how he was open to having like my consultants come in and work with him to understand what it felt like to work with end of life energy. I mean, he was, a, you know, he was a, t- he, it was just amazing. And because he was willing to be that, I was willing to be this. I, I I became who I am. I have further evolved into who I am with my understanding of energy and and that one experience especially. And there's been other. I've been at beds other bedsides. It's just this one really hit me where I lived. You know, in all the ways in in that it was so powerful that I could only grow through it. I, I could only grow and expand through it. And that's and that's the power of love right there. Well, that's Julietta's mantra, the power of love. Oh, cool. Ooh. I'm like, this is quite the episode here. <laughs> I was going to say, before we ask our last question, Julietta, did you want to add to that at all? Um, no, it will take too much time. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. No such thing. Hey, we, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> So I'll ask you our last question, Connie. Um, You've given us so much, honestly. Every word that you've put out today is truly a gift. And I'm definitely putting this episode in in a special box. Um, And thank you so much for all of that. So um, so our last question, I always say, is what is your sweetest, most delicious memory? And we ask this because the mission and vision of our podcast is to give folks that might need it hope and inspiration and know that everything that they need is already inside of them. And so sometimes we just need a little pick me up, a little something to savor, a little something to feel good about. So what would you like to share? Oh, I would like to share the moment that I first saw my daughter after her son was born. She had a natural delivery and in Dallas and was had the courage and the, you know, and the support to go through that and to do that. And what it was like to walk, I didn't even look at my grandson, what it was like to walk in to see her a few hours after delivery in her own home already. They, I, uh, James was born at like 1150 at night. And then she was, you know, they went to Burger King on the way home or someplace, got some food. And she was at home at three o'clock in the morning. So she and her husband chose to do this natural uh, experience and what it was like to be with her and to see her and to come in and see that golden light, you know, that Madonna light that is there. It's it's part of the experience as far as I'm concerned and that golden energy and walk in to see her and she's so quiet and I how it took my breath away 
mm. know that she had just joined the sisterhood since time began of of that being able to bring a creation forth in in such a beautiful way and to have it happen um so naturally is what I was really thrilled about. And she said, thanks for coming in to see me first, mom. And I said, oh, absolutely. And the part that makes that so precious is Jim had been in the emergency room the whole day before I was supposed to be there for James's delivery as the energy practitioner. And my husband had been in the emergency room all day having a, a, another surgery and they didn't know it was wrong. And so I didn't get home till 830 that night. And um, Carlos called, or they called, I didn't get to talk to Tori, but they called and said, Tori's on the way to the birthing place. She's been in labor all day. And I said, nobody told me. And they said, no, she refused to tell you because she knew your place was with dad until they got it figured out. So I, at that point I tried and I couldn't get in. It was after hours, the birthing place was locked up and I couldn't be, I couldn't go. And I was devastated. And so I sat in my bed and I sent energy. So I was still there energetically. I was able to be there remotely, except I was mama and I wanted to be there, you know, when, when James was born. Anyway, so the, that's the way it turned out. And I also had to be at the hospital at six the next morning for Jim to have a surgery. When they took him in to do the surgery, they started to lose him and they had to pull him out of surgery and pack him in ice. And like, they literally couldn't even sew him up. They had to just pack him in an ice and put tubes on him, sucking stuff out and things and left him in the ICU and he was unconscious. And so I talked to the doctors and they said, nothing we can do till we get his heart till, you know, we find out if he's going to pass or not. And I said, then I'm going to go see my grandson. So what I did then was a full energy treatment on me because when I left that hospital, I didn't know if Jim was going to be alive or not. And I was going to meet this new life, talk about circle of life. And it was his namesake. They called him James. And I went out and sat at the fountain at Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas, Texas, and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and gave it all to the Mother Earth and did energy technologies. You know, I, it's a hospital piece, so people don't really think too much if you're being unusual. So I did everything I had to do till I could drive. And then I drove to Tori's house and I got out and I stepped on the grass and I still had more to release. I started crying. So I sat down in my neighbor, in the neighbor's yard, sat down there, mockingbirds right there, big heavy tree. And I just sat and moved the rest of the energy until I could stand up. And I was completely clear of everything that had just happened. So I could step into that space, clean, clear, expectant, and joyous in that quantum now. And that's how I got to speak to my daughter. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's the beauty of the work. <sighs> you almost leaves you speechless, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This show is just wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So thank yes. you so much for joining us today, Connie, and sharing so much. I I really hope everybody watches this episode because thank you. Thank you. All the good stuff. Thank you. And what a joy to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. This was really a lot of fun. You're, you are absolutely incredible. And every, every word has been absolutely special. So thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. All right. It's a wrap. Have a magical day, everyone. See you later. Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you 
May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.